The Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codename DJ Christatos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, codename Death Probe. Oh, hey, Pat, man. I'm just, uh, I'm out of breath again. Yeah. Like last episode. This time I was at the airport. Oh. Trying to catch some bad guys. Okay. Didn't Did go you get well. them? Nope. Didn't get them. No. Maybe next time. Yeah. Did you uh, get your baggage back in there or anything like that? Oh, man. I got to go back to get the All baggage. Right. Give, give me a souvenir from the airport. Yeah, I got you the snow globe. Oh, okay. Shake well, that cool. up. Shake that up. Anyway, at ease, DJ Cristados, and all the green shirts tuning in for this podcast, I want to welcome you all to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way through the Devil's Do Run. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment, and I'm so happy to tell you, Pat, because remember I kept saying it. Oh, that's why you were at the airport. You were trying to get something. Yes, I did remember to pick up my hardbound complete Mm -hmm. collection of the G.I. Joe Devil's Do Run is now in my hot little hands. Oh. I got it hardbound for one main reason. You know what that is? Because Omaha Bound? Yeah. Does it? But also, I'm so fancy. Fancy, yes. So if you want to be fancy like me and get, it doesn't have to be Joe Comics, any comics you want, any magazines, what have you. you, Who wouldn't want to be like you? I came up with nothing. Um, Oh, well, I got a list. Let me go. (laughs) No, go go ahead. We'll save it for later. I bet Delvin the Dark Web Williams is on the list. (laughs) He's the number one guy. I figured. Anyways, if you want to have really great hardbound stuff like I do, you want to be fancy like me, check out omahabound.com today. They can hardbind anything you like. They do custom covers, unique covers. They sell trades of hard-to-find stuff. Definitely worth your time. Check out omahabound.com today. And with that, on this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, DJ Cristados and I are going to rotate in a special ops guest for the show. I'm very excited about our special ops guest today, Pat. Woo, so am I. Yes, our special ops guest today is none other than Joe Slepsky from the Joe on Joe podcast, codename old style welcome to fort Longbox, joe thank you for having me jared and pat i appreciate being on oh cool he's classing the place up you appear yep i tried to do that i usually when i walk in a room i either class it up or clear it out one of the two (laughs) we'll we'll see where we end up you got got two options yeah yeah (laughs) it's not always readily apparent which one's going to happen first i'm excited to be here man any opportunity to talk gi joe i'm there Apparently, uh, Joe's been doing this for what you say, four years, Joe? Four years, yeah. Joe and Joe's four years old. Four years of Joe and Joe. That's about how old the Longbox Crusade Network is overall, isn't it? Yeah. Pat? But yep. we've only been doing Joe now for about 10 months, I guess. 10, months, 10 so. issues, 10 months, somewhere around there. Yeah. It's a long journey. So every journey starts with one step. That's mm-hmm. right. The last few years, I've been doing the DIC shows and now the extreme shows. So those two years have felt like 18. <laughs> so if you were questioning his commitment to G.I. Joe, he just told you 
<laughs> he did the Deke series and the G.I. Joe Extreme. All right, he's not messing around. No, no, I'm, I'm not playing. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of playing, let's find out some stuff about our friend Joe. Codename Old Style, by the way. Now, this is the part of the show where we get to debrief our new recruit, which is Joe. So, Joe, we have two questions for you. We're going to ask one, what is your origin story with G.I. Joe? How did you come to the property? Where did your love for it come from? Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're going to know who your three favorite characters are, be they Joe or Cobra. Who are your top three? So think about that while you give us that origin story. How did you find G.I. Joe? It was a birthday party at Showbiz Pizza on the south side of Chicago. It was my birthday, and someone gave me a Snake Eyes. That's a good gift. Oh, yeah. I had literally had no idea what G.I. Joe was. It was a new, it was probably summer of 84, I think. I was, I was like nine years old. Maybe it was 83, but I have a feeling it was 84. I was like, well. Well, this guy looks awesome. Who is this? What is this? What? And they're like, you don't know about G.I. Joe? It's like, no. <laughs> and I, then I felt dumb. So I turned to my mom and I'm like, what's this G.I. Joe? And there was a uh, venture next door, like old school Target kind of a store. Oh, okay. And so after the birthday party, we walked over there. And sure enough, there was this end cap with everything. And it was all like that first, probably second run generation of stuff. And I'm just like, Oh, yeah, I love this. This is amazing. And so it started from there. Ah, he's uh, he's like me. He came in yeah. via the toys. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It started from there. And by far, the G.I. Joe toys were my number one toy when I was a kid. I was into He-Man and I was oh. into Transformers. But it was like far and away the sheer volume of G.I. Joe that I had eclipsed anything. It would even eclipse Star Wars. Star Wars, I was born in 75. So while I loved Star Wars... When I started getting into toys, it was the Jedi years, you know, and I was like, well, you know, G.I. Joe's got snake eyes. <laughs> and Can't you know, argue like, with I li- that. Yeah, like I liked <laughs> Jedi Luke because he wore black like snake eyes. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very so, cool. yeah, so that's my origin story. It would be a few years later when I got into the comic books, and that was from a gift from my mother for an Easter one year. It was a gift basket, and it was the little mini G.I. Joe reprint comics that they would sell, like the digest they would sell in the store. Yeah. And and they were they were in an Easter basket. And I was like, oh, I didn't know they were doing G.I. Joe comic books. And I think they were probably publishing around issue 40 some at that point. She was like, Yeah, got them at 7 Eleven. So once again, I was like, can we go to 7 Eleven and get all these? (laughs) So all roads point back to my mother. God bless you know. (laughs) Pack you your know. crap, get in the car. We got to go to 7-Eleven. Yeah. yeah, and she was all for it. She was all about it, man. Yeah, and that started me down the path of comics, comics and G.I. Joe. Oh, you and I share a lot in common in this origin story. And I was born in 76, so I'm right there with you. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. So let's get to the big question. Who are your top three characters? Don't screw this up. Okay. Number one always will be Snake Eyes version two with timber yeah. valid yeah. always that's Good choice. Yeah. He, that he was uh the first thing as i got was version one but the version two was when i was like well now it's on i always loved dusty because he had the cloth on his head oh, yeah. i just thought that was great and then he had that great episode when he turned traitor and i was like you know because there was only a handful of guys on sunbow that they really gave a lot of characterization on like that and dusty was one of them so between that episode and his amazing action figure i love dusty and if I had to pick a third, I'd probably shipwreck. Probably right. shipwreck. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I was definitely a Joe stan. I, I like me some Cobras, but I was all about the Joes. Fair enough, man. 
Fair enough. I'm uh, disappointed Beachhead wasn't in the top three, but you know, oh, can't get always get joined. Beachhead was for me was towards the end of my collector phase. You know, Beachhead was one of probably the final maybe ten Joes that I picked up. Oh, okay. So your your collector phase was relatively brief compared to mine, which started in '82 and never stopped. I said. <laughs> 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 yeah, Snake Eyes V3 was the very last figure that I bought from the shelf. Two silver knives on the chest? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally. And I still have them in, on card, mint on card. Ooh, and I never opened, yeah, I never opened oh, wow. them. It was like a ceremony for me because I was going into, um, I think, eighth grade. And I was like, I gotta put away my GI Joes. I gotta do it. I gotta stop. I gotta stop playing with all these toys. You know, I gotta do it. But listen, there's one more Snake Eyes. I gotta make a ceremony out of it. So I bought my I bought my Snake Eyes. <laughs> what I love about these flashbacks is how your voice is. You were bizarre. Little, little Joe sounds pretty big. <laughs> yeah, little Joe was like, he sounds like he has his union card and he works down at the dock. Well, you know, wait till you hear me do my. Here's my dad. Are you still playing with those toys? What What are you gonna what are you going to put your toy? Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> put, put the toys away. What are you doing? You know, so. <laughs> a lot of voices in his head. Oh, yeah. All the voices, all the voices of people no one knows. <laughs> you, you must have watched way too many Joe cartoons then. That was like, oh, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> Recently, literally. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That is great. Thank you for sharing that with us. My and pleasure. I will, uh, I'll turn that over to DJ Cristados for this episode's <laughs> intelligence report. Well, you know, I'm going to try to follow it up with my little hat voice. This time, I guess Jared needs me to do some talking here. So <laughs> All right. Well, for this mission, we'll be covering G.I. Joe number 10. Its publisher was Image. Got a cover date of September 2002, but its on sale date was September 11th. 2002. Editor is Scott Wehrle. Writer is Josh Blaylock. Penciler is Jamal Eigel. Inker, Clayton Brown and Rick Ketchum. Colorist is Hi-Fi Color Design. Letterer is Dreamer Designs. And cover art go to Steve Curth and John Larder. And speaking about the cover, Death Probe, please take us through the cover description. I'll be happy to do that, but I want to wish a happy birthday to this comic. Remember, the issue Ooh. one came out on September 12th, the yeah. day after the September 11th wow. attacks. Yeah. And you know what's weird, Pat, is I don't remember them missing a month, but here we are 10 issues later and 12 months later. So I guess a couple weeks must have slipped here and there. Yeah. Still, I'm happy with it. I guess I wasn't really paying attention because I've been enjoying them. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, let me get to that cover. All right, the image eye is transparent with line work only, and the cover price is $2.95. The main action focuses on Zorana. She's posing, gun in hand, on her lavender-colored Harley-style motorcycle. The image of her brother, Zartan, all in green, provides the background. A cover blurb reads, The Return of Zartan's Sister, Zorana. Back to you, Pat. All right, Jared, thanks for that cover description. So, let's find out what you guys think of the cover. We will start with Joe. I'm not a massive fan of it. I think it's uh, a little busy. I don't think it stands out as a memorable one. Also, I don't think you need to say Return of Zartan Sister Zorana. I think you can just go straight to Return of Zorana. If you're reading G.I. Joe, you know what I mean? You know who Zorana is. You're deep in the canon there. You know, I think the colors pop on it. I think the colors make it stand out for sure. Jared. I'm going to agree with Joe. I don't 
think it's a landmark cover. I might have some sort of bias on Dreadnoughts. I mean, I like Dreadnoughts all right, but to me, they're always sort of fringe characters. So now we're focusing on it. But I will say artistically, you know my feelings on this, Pat. As Mm -hmm. an artist, I hate drawing motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And this is a well-drawn motorcycle. It is. Um, Zorana looks sexy without being overly sexualized, I think, in this drawing. And I do like the faded green Zartan background, but I thought that same exact thing when I read that cover blurb that Joe just mentioned. The return of Zartan's sister, Zorana. You could have just put Zorana. Explanation. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. we know who she is. She has a very distinct look. You're not going to confuse her for anybody else. But overall, I think artistically, it's not bad. But like Joe said, it's not a super memorable cover. I will echo you on that motorcycle. It is a gorgeously drawn motorcycle. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I hate drawn motorcycles. So tip of the cap to Steve mm-hmm. Kurth, but he just did the cover on this one. Yep. What about you, Pat? What do you think? Just like you guys said, not the most greatest cover. You know, it ain't no Zach. I'm just going to say that. No Zach. Zach you know Zach, what I mean? Zach. I was hoping. I was like, man, another Zach. And then, uh, but, you know, nothing on the artist on this one. But, you know, I'm, I love me some Zach. As uh, Clinton Robinson must said, you know, I want some Zach. Yeah. More Mike Zach. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. You know, do they need Zartan in the back as well, too? Kind of looking ghostly or in, in that? Eh. What I do like, though, is up on top is the nominated for Best Ongoing Series by Wizard Magazine. Dang <laughs> straight. It's a good ongoing series. Mm-hmm. This series was, you know, just peeking and getting there. And to have that put on there, that's got to mean something. Especially for us Joe fans from the Marvel years. So I think with that, why don't we go ahead and find out how we are going to rate this cover. And it's going to be on a scale of 1 to 10 flag points. 1 meaning you didn't like it at all, and 10 meaning it's perfect and you should make a recruiting poster out of it. So, Joe, recruiting poster or you hated it? Don't be shy. I didn't hate it. I certainly didn't hate it. I think the colors work well on it. I think the colors make If If you're looking at a cover to sell a comic book, I think the colors help. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a 6. Fair. Fair rating. Jared. The big theme of this uh, episode is going to be Jared agrees with Joe. When I looked at this, I thought, you know, if five is just a mill road, average did its job cover. This is a little better. I think thanks to the color work. Good layout. I was thinking six. So I'm right there with our old buddy, old style. (laughs) What about you, Pat? Well, I'm going to go with a five. It's the middle of the road for me. Oh, Pat. Yeah, I know. Cranky Pat. Yeah, cranky Pat. It's a five. It's decent enough, but just not my cup of tea on this one. Well, with the cover out of the way, let's go and get back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. I got you there, DJ Cristados. Now, here on GIA Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit. I'm going to have DJ Cristados pull the randomizer to determine the synopsis point of view. Will I tell it from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view? Who knows? Cristados, pull that lever. <laughs> And the lever has chosen Joe. Finally. (laughs) Yes. It's been a while. It's been a while. All right. Here we go. Joe's point of view. Look in the eyes of a hero. And see the sacrifice within. There's no way out for the
All right. The good news is that putting Flint Stalker and Lady J onto Cobra's known drop point at the airport was a good idea because Zorana showed up. But the bad news is she managed to elude capture and got away with a mysterious computer device. Our inside source, the new sneak peek, has revealed to us that apparently the nanotech from Cobra's latest attempted world domination plot actually did heal Zartan and he's feeling much better. Meanwhile, Mainframe has done some excellent digging to discover that General Winters and Congressman Cartwright look to be in bed with Cobra and Destro. As Beachhead works on the battlefield conditioning of Damon and Firewall, Dr. Mindbender has linked up with Zartan, Zorana, and the other Dreadnoughts to make use of the aforementioned computer component. It looks like he's bringing an old Cobra android trooper known as the Bat back online. Okay, let's get into our highs and lows, gentlemen. As we know, you get one high or one low in the first round, and then one high or one low in the second round. I'm not even talking to the new guy, Joe, here. I'm talking to you, Pat. <laughs> we all know what you do. What? Uh, Jerry, sorry, I'm, I'm on podcasting right now. <laughs> no one's to talking to, to you. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? You got a high or a low for round one? The high is seeing Zorana in action. Um, yes. I, I've always enjoyed her on the cartoon and as just as a toy and stuff. And, and to see her skills at work, you know, eluding the Joes, get, you know, succeeding in her mission. That's definitely my high. Well, I do agree with you. It's nice to see her get a little limelight and competent limelight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was always the competent of the siblings. Good point. You know, she really was. Xandar was just a, a complete waste. And- <laughs> we haven't seen him, have we? I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he's been show, shown up in these I don't think these, so yet. in these comics yet. No. If he has he hasn't been featured, he's been but, but to be fair, that's part of what Larry Hama created him. You know, that he always blended into the background. Nah. Even, even in his first appearance, he's sitting on the, the porch of the Dreadnoughts camouflaged cabin, and the Joes just talk to him. He sends them down the road and they just they forget that he was even there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of built in. So in a meta way, Xandar's pulling his weight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's, he's probably it. been here the whole time and nobody yeah. knows it. Turns out I'm Xandar. <laughs> oh, reveal. That's Ooh. why I'm that's why I'm dropping all these voices. All <laughs> <laughs> okay, back together. <laughs> all right, Pat. What about you? High, low, what you got in round one? You know, I'm gonna go with a middle ground here. It's the artwork on this is mm-hmm. a little different. You know, it's yeah. a Jamal different Eigel, artist first yeah. full issue. Yeah. So when I look at some of the faces on here, they seem a little bit different and on and off. And the one that really kind of threw me for a loop was with Hawk. When they show Hawk's face when he's talking to uh, Mainframe. Is that Mainframe or? Yeah. Yeah. Mainframe. mainframe. Yeah. I know the part you're talking about. Yeah. And they get that big close up of him. I'm like, well, that doesn't look like the Hawk from before, but, you know, I'll, I'll go with it. So this one kind of threw me for a loop. Gotcha. I'm sure they're, you know, switching over, doing what they got to do. But yeah, what about you? Well, Pat, I think you know what my first high is going to be. Zorana on the bike? So you know what my second high is going to be then as well, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Zorana with the wig? Uh, Okay, let's go down to number three then. I kind of thought that was going to be Baroness, though. Yeah, she had a very Baroness vibe about her at that moment. um, Now, we all know my favorite Joe is Beachhead, and he makes an appearance in here. Mm-hmm. And a cool appearance. You know, he's whipping those computer nerds into shape. He's great. And getting them ready to go and then letting them know what real life is all about. And I just like that scene overall because, you know, I love Beachhead. It's good to see that everybody's getting some rigorous training and a little glimpse of Billy there in that scene. As well. yep. So I liked all those, all those aspects of it. I kind of pulled a pat there. 
I kind of yeah. was like, I like Pizza ah. and Billy, you know, like a little yep. add on to the end there. Billy's a part of that scene. He he belongs. I, I, I love seeing Billy in it. That's right. He's doing crazy cool stuff with one leg, man. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I like Billy. Anyway, that's it for my round. That's it for round one. Let's go back in for another round of highs or lows, and we'll go back to Joe. What you got, buddy? The low is the aforementioned mainframes outfit. Ah, it was a little flashy. Wow. <laughs> now, I actually like Jamal. I like his art a lot. He had a great run on Supergirl. He was the first guy to give her, like, undershorts so that you're not looking up her skirt. And he did. He had a really great run with uh, Firestorm, uh, the Jason Rush Firestorm stuff. Yes, oh, that's where I know him yeah, from. Yeah, totally. I was delighted to see this as, like, early, early work of his. So I don't know if he designed this mainframe outfit or if, was this, like, the last version of the toy of mainframe that we got? Because it's rough. You know, it's well-rendered, but boy, is it awkward. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, it is an odd look. And I, as I think we learned from when Mr. Blaylock was on the program himself, that these were all redesigns. Were they? Everybody got a redesign. So that yeah. was their redesign, you know, they're right Trying around. To get them up to the, to the 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It looks, it looks like what they thought the 2000s would look like in 1982. I mean, he looks straight out of, <laughs> straight out of Tron is what he is. <laughs> What's uh, great is how like Hawk just takes it in stride. He's not oh, like, yeah. Hey, mainframe. Um, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, this can't be regulation dress. But they did a great job overall with the redesigns. I loved what they did with shipwreck and yep. just in general updating everyone to it. But this mainframe is Achimawa. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> mainframe looks fabulous. <laughs> so that's all. That's my low. <laughs> oh, mainframe! What the hell are you wearing? Um, Zartan's daughter, she looks a little older in this one too, doesn't she? Than before. Zanya. Zanya, yeah. She looks a little bit older in this one. Yeah, I mean, new penciler, new yeah. take. Youth is always, that's one of those things that varies so wildly by penciler. Mm-hmm. You know, some people do children that look like babies, and then some do children that look like teens. That's one of the harder things, I think, to pull off from penciler to penciler. Probably just with the new penciler, I'm so used to the last nine issues or so. So mm-hmm. now getting get to this newer penciler, it'll grow on me. Yeah, this new penciler didn't take me as, by surprise as much as it did you. But no, you've made some fair points, certainly. I do like, speaking of Zanya, how it is very clear that she does not like her aunt. Her aunt yeah. is not like yeah, her. Some, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang, what happened there, man? Yeah, yeah, that's something I wanted to hear about, too. This is more to that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably got to talk to the other dreadnoughts to get it all. Each one will tell you a little different side of the story. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Guys, guys, it's just all the years of missed birthdays. Oh, oh there you go. There you, you know, go. it's a simple explanation. She the told me day. she was going to take me for a ride on the bike. Yeah, she's still her, <laughs> yeah, she's still her aunt. <laughs> I don't have an adversarial relationship with any of my aunts. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> it. It doesn't ring well with me. But anyway, <laughs> you know, speaking of costume redesigns for my final high, Although I'm going to pull a pat and say it was nice to see scrap iron. My final high mm-hmm. is I like the costume redesign for Dr. Mindbender. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we all love a shirtless Dr. Mindbender, but this one just looks smooth and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're just, I mean, just like Paris, we'll always have shirtless Dr. Mindbender. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to change it up a bit. It is. It is. And uh, I guess it's the end of our official highs and lows rounds, but we do burning highs and lows. Hey, I don't get my... Nope, that's the that's the official end of the highs. (laughs) (laughs) What the? 
Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead and give us the rest of your list. Let's hear it all. You know, you mentioned Dr. Mindbender. I loved seeing him come in. We have to talk about the big reveal, the bat. Yeah. Great. That thing is awesome. Yeah, it does look Who cool. didn't want that toy when that came out? The it took best. me forever to get the dang bat. Those things are cool. Such a great toy. That last splash page is gorgeous. Yeah. Really awesome. You forget that he brought the bats to Cobra in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, which which really, let's think about it. That was quite a feat for an orthodontist. <laughs> <laughs> he was really uh, working out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's let's get real here. <laughs> I get the mind control part. Okay, he's he's experimenting with you know ways to to do different types of sedatives for his surgery mm-hmm. and robots and <laughs> in his spare time. Spare well, time. He's got all those tools. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that's really what it is. <laughs> the you bat- know, in one hand, the bat will take yeah. a drill at your toes, and then the other hand, I'll spit in my hand. <laughs> the, first, the, first bat, the first bat just started as a dentist chair. Exactly. <laughs> really all it was. That makes sense. That checks out. I don't know if I want to sit down on old oh, no, It's okay. Yeah. It'll be oh, no. Okay. It, is all, it is all good. It is all good. <laughs> Would it help if I take off my shirt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me save this. So, Dr. Mindbender got the computer component. I keep thing. it cold in here for a Stop minute. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Mindbender got the computer component that apparently he needed to activate this thing. So, the computer component sent out some kind of a signal to activate it, right? So, would you say the computer component sent out a bat signal? Ooh. That was a long, that was a long walk for that. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <sighs> Thanks, guys. Uh, good one, Jared. Good one. Yeah. You know, I live. I don't live too far from Mobile, Alabama. So when I go take my bat down there, it's my bat. Mo- Never mind. Bat. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> guys, this my connection is breaking up. I <laughs> no, it's not, Joe. All of a sudden, <laughs> lucky. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up now, Pat. What else you got? <laughs> you gonna read That's every it. page? Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at every page and I'm loving it. <laughs> well, good. Do you have any final burning highs or lows on the story or, or the art or anything, Joe? The very back page. That's a gorgeous Zartan. Oh, the back cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we know who the artist is on that? I think it's the same cat who's been doing the back covers this whole time. And his name, it rhymes with Zach. It's Beck. David Beck. Michael Beck. And he's ah, like, last great. issue. Like, we haven't talked about those much. Yeah. Like, last so- issue, it was Flint was Flint. on the back. And yeah, he's just been a real standard. Uh, looks like a painter. Looks like he's painting. It's he's very got- much in that. At the time, you remember the Hildebrand Hildebrand brothers, Tim and uh, mm-hmm. yep. they yep. they did like fantasy art. And then in the late nineties, they were doing all those Marvel cards. Yeah. Oh. And right. this is very much that style. So that would have been really popular at the time. Oh, very cool. We haven't highlighted those back covers much, but Beck, not to be confused with Zek, does a great job on those. Mm-hmm. Really adds a little a little pink at the end of the, the end of the comic. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got two paint brushes and a canvas. That's a Beck. That's I, where I it's at. That's where it's at. It's a Beck. I can't. Oh, this this connection oh. is terrible. <laughs> Thanks for making my back gotta... joke seem better. <laughs> <laughs> we all do our parts. Oh. <laughs> oh, and with that, let me get us out of here, and I will hand it back to DJ Cristados for the IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue. And for those of you who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue's story on the same 1 to 10 flight points scale we used earlier. So, Joe, what's your rating for the story? 
I'd give this story a seven. It's an A to B to C story. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those setup ones. And in this case, you know, it comes off that high of the of the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow fight from the last issue. This is a let's take a breath, let's advance the storylines a little bit and set you up for something awesome. So I'd give it a seven. Jared. I'm going to go one higher with an eight, and that's probably due to A, a beachhead appearance, and B, a really cool reveal at the end. So I, I'm feeling Joe's vibe on that, but I'm going to give it just a little bit of the bump up for beachhead and the cool bat reveal at the end. What about you, Pat? Mm-hmm. I am going to be with Joe on this one. It's a seven for me. Well, it's the start of a four-part storyline here, so they've got some stuff cooking. I'm waiting to see how it's going to play out. Fair enough. And now I'll hand it back over to Jarrett for his segment, Death Probe's Toy Chest. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection, each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. Welcome back to Death Probe's Toy Chest. In this segment, I will take something or someone featured in this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. Went a little bit off this one, Pat, because I was like, eh, we've done Zartan already. We've done mm-hmm. Zorana already. Those are kind of your big features here. And I thought, you know what? Someone made a joke at Sneak Peek's expense. <laughs> Poor Sneak Peek's. They were like, the Periscope guy? And I'm like, oh my gosh, in this continuity, they've kind of done away with old Sneak Peek, and they've yeah, brought yeah. in this new guy. And I'm okay with that. But you know what? Let's give Sneak Peek a little limelight tonight, shall we? Go ahead. We shall. Here we go. Sneak Peek's file name is Owen S. King. His grade is E5. His birthplace is Banger, Maine. His specialty is infantry. His secondary specialty is radio telecommunications. Here's his figure description. He wore a gray outfit with red padding and black boots. His accessories included, yep, that big green periscope, a black walkie-talkie, a black rifle, black binoculars, and the often lost small black microphone. He was released carded in Series 6 in 1987 and discontinued in 1989. As of this recording, there are four versions of sneak peek Ooh, so i got four versions that's yeah it's not bad not you bad. know yeah over the years they've made a couple different ones sneak peek was he in your collection pat no lame joe absolutely heck yeah <laughs> absolutely what did uh, younger joe used to think of sneak peek uh younger joe didn't really understand how to hold his periscope it was so damn big. <laughs> was it a was it a weapon? <laughs> was it like I honestly it probably had it for a year before I realized he was just looking through it and not shooting missiles through it. <laughs> That's fair. That it was so fair. big. It was. Big. You know. Meanwhile, you had uh, Duke who came with just a set of tiny binoculars, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, how much? What is he looking at the sun with these? Like, what is? <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah, going on? Sneak Peek can see into your soul with that. <laughs> yeah, he really can. He really can. But I did think it was a little callous. I, I believe it was Scarlet who said the Periscope guy. Because because <laughs> didn't Sneak Peek get killed in Moldavia? I think he might have. I think he was a part of the team that got mowed down by the Saw Viper. I think so too. Yeah, it's been a while since I've read that one. I haven't gotten there yet on my my show. So to have Scarlet of all people, who's like an OG vet who cares more for the Joes than anything, and ain't that that guy that got a uh, mowed, mowed down by the cell viper? <laughs> like, <laughs> damn Scarlet, you know uh, she she smokes menthols. <laughs> you know what? What are we doing? I feel like I feel like you give that that line to a to a newer member mm-hmm. of the team. You know, like uh, like 
I forget some of the newer ones, you know, like the new computer specialist or something. Yeah, there, or Damon, the or, yeah. Damon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you give it to one of those guys who sit around the table and then you have Scarlet shoot an arrow right next to his head and be like, shut up. We honor the dead. That's right. Sneak Peek did more for this outfit than you've ever done. Right? Maybe there was some beef between her and Sneak Peek, though. You know, <laughs> maybe Sneak Peek was looking at her with yeah, his yeah, giant he, binoculars. Yes, he was yes. peeking in. <laughs> he was, he was peeking in. <laughs> Sneak Peek was Harvey Weinstein before Harvey Weinstein was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, Owen King, you dirty, dirty. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. Owen, come on, this man. Is, this is, uh, listen, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just filling in the blanks. <laughs> Okay, well, with that, let's give it back to Pat. All right, well, next up is our feedback segment called Combat Comms. Call it, G.I. Joe. Go get Breaker. He can do it. As always, we'll start off Combat Comms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusader Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartist.com, early access to special long box episodes, dare I say sneak peeks, free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Ow! Oh, Bill Bear. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. He's raising our game here, Pat. Oh, uh, yeah, Brax, Brax and Underwood. <laughs> David Collins. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. I, the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Feel bad for people that don't get Joe to read their name. <laughs> John and Maggie. Jose Pollo. Maxwell Trevor. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick present. Ross Michelle. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Toronto Cap. And one-time donor, Bradford William. Mm, that's good stuff right there. And if we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So, you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Hey, Pat. Jared? Yeah, Jared. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Well, Jared, let me tell you something. It, uh, I need you to factor something in. My yeah. initials, J. Albrecht. Mm, well, what's the second one? My middle initial C, not M, like my brother. Oh, okay. So, you're not your brother. Then, no, not- So, then, listen on. This is for you. If your okay. name is Jason Albrecht, go ahead and stop right now. Don't go forward. Well, just maybe forward 30 seconds. And then you can listen on after that, Jason. So thank you. So if you're not Jason Albrick, you can join us by just heading over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you will get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Now let's see what messages 
from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on Breakers ComSat. Communications officer, code name Breaker. It's a weak signal tonight, mm. Pat. This episode, weak signal. Weak signal, <laughs> Pat. We gotta get more and more signals in. We gotta boost up that antenna or something. In fairness, episode nine came out very shortly before we recorded ten. Yes. So our our signals are a little lacking. We've got one input. Oh. Oh. Go ahead, Pat. All right. Well, the input we have from Green Lantern HG, and he's fighting the good fight. And he says, Great episode, guys, and the best cover I've seen so far. Of course, it's a Mike Zack. Zack, 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 Mike, 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 Zack. I'm a kill Zack. Mike, Mike, Mike. Zack. Good job, team. And, mmm, I was MIA for three weeks and you didn't even notice. At least I didn't get the gas face. Oh, he got the gas face after he said that. Wait a minute. Is this P.W. Botha? Does he get the gas face? Because <laughs> I'm done with giving the gas face. My friends and I, we've been giving the gas face for years. Oh, well, I did eventually give him the gas face, but I hope everything's okay from being MIA for three weeks, GL, yeah, and we're GL. glad to have you back. Definitely. And guess what, folks? That's going to bring us to mission complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade Network. DJ Chris Dados, where can they find that? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at... Pat, where can they find you? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked again. You can find me at Christatos01 on the Twitter. Jared? I'm at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Yard Sale Artist. And check out my shows on YouTube. Just search Yard Sale Artist. You'll find me. But let's get to the most important part. Joe, where can they find you? Please pimp out your shows at whatever length you determine is best we want to know where oh, we can find joe on joe. oh you yeah. can find joe on joe at pretty much any podcatcher out there i've been around for a while so i'm on all the major podcast networks you can find me on facebook twitter and instagram at joe and joe pod and you can send me an email to joe and joe pod at gmail.com one of the great joys that i have with my show is to do what you guys are doing here i get a lot of fans and listeners come on and we watch an episode together that's what my show is all about actually I interview my guests for a few minutes, and then we watch a show. It's a watch-along episode. And so we watch the show in real time and comment on it mystery science style. And we're working our way through G.I. Joe Extreme, which I'm here to say, not as bad as I thought it would be. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not as bad as I thought it would be. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Joe on Joe. Check it out. Awesome. That's what I said when I got my finger stuck in the door once. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't hurt it. Not as bad as I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I okay. I've never actually seen GI Joe Extreme. That's, I, what, I, that's, I that's what I'm finding out. Most people haven't. I'd and love I, to watch it and riff on it, Mystery Science Theater style, with someone. Well, well let's well then, <laughs> well then let's make this happen with and you? with well, both you guys if you want. Yeah, Woo-hoo. we could do this. Yeah, invited um, ourselves. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Because there's only um, they can only have 13 episodes left. So definitely yes. And one of the perks that I'm actually bribing my guests with this year. Because so few people actually have seen it, 
all my guests get copies to my Google Drive with every episode Ooh. bootleg. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dude. Steve Steve Jubber from uh, uh, GI Joeberg reached out and was like, "I'm just doing this to get the links." <laughs> I love it. That's hotter than Zarena on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's so awesome, man. I'm excited you're doing that. That's good stuff. Yeah, thanks. Everybody, go listen to Joe on Joe. Yes. You know what? If you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, unless there's a holiday on that Sunday. We'll bump it back a week. We always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please give us a subscription and click that bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live. It is a fun time. We love interacting with people in the Mm -hmm. chat. So if you like listening to us and often wondered, hey, what would it be like if I was in on the conversation? First of all, I apologize. Um, and second of all, you can find us <laughs> over on YouTube. But you may win a prize. You might win a prize because we <laughs> yeah. do give away prizes on every yeah. episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. We will see you on the battlefield next episode where we will cover issue number 11. Until then, Platoon, Fallout. Yo, 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 Yo. Yo. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. Yep. What about you, Pat? What do you think? Is uh, Zarana is she uh, turning you on there on the cover? Or yeah, I, I like the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm a motorcycle guy, so you know, mm-hmm. one day I wish I could have a motorcycle like that. Perfect. Do you like the bad girl, the bad girl motorcycle mm-hmm. girl yeah. thing? No, I, you know, I think that's kind of a a sportster kind of series. Not going into how you feel about Zarana here, I see. Yeah, you know, she's a fine looking woman. That, <laughs> You know, for her age. <laughs> mm-hmm. And y- your mute button's working. You can burn in hell. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You will, you'll have to wait in line. You're not the first one to tell me that. Biker babes do not turn you on. That's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you, what's your position uh, or your thoughts on her on the cover on a motorcycle? Do you, do you like um, girls on motorcycles? You know, when uh, when I was a kid, I did. <laughs> but uh, as I got a little older, um, I'm just concerned that she's not wearing a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> Jose Polo. Poyo, Poyo, it's a Y Poyo. sound. You know, I, 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 I was, okay. Hoisa, no, <laughs> not, that's not where the Y goes. <laughs> Oh. I'm little pet and puberty's gonna hit <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm gonna look at Lady J a little different. <laughs> well I'm a scarlet man myself. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Either one to do that. Oh Scarlet, if only they had given you a ponytail. Oh Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, the outtakes reels filled.